Sepsis, or the infection causing sepsis, starts before a patient goes to the hospital in nearly 87% of cases. Sepsis is a medical emergency. If you or your loved one has an infection that's not getting better or is getting worse, act fast. Get medical care immediately. Ask your healthcare professional, could this infection be leading to sepsis? And if you should go to the emergency room, learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. Work is broken, and so is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is picking up the pieces so you can take control of your career, put yourself first, and be your own HR. With the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the final show of Let's Fix Work of the year. A lot of people are making a big deal about the end of the decade. I am not one of those people. My podcast brethren are out there doing wrap-up shows and talking about the great year they had and summarizing all their guests. And I don't want to do that. You've been listening to Let's Fix Work all year long. So first and foremost, I do want to say thank you. I'm not Joe Biden. I'm not Pete Buttigieg. I'm not going to thank you by name and talk about all the people who've reached out to me and tell your stories back at you like a stump speech. But I do want to say I appreciate when you reach out to me. I appreciate when you tell me that you're thinking differently, thinking more honestly about work, that you heard a podcast and you don't agree with it but you enjoyed it. Like that's the best feedback. And it tells me that I'm doing something right because you're listening to me and not my competitors, but also you're learning, you're growing, and it gives me fuel to do this more and more. So thank you for the feedback. Good, bad, ugly. Give it to me all year long in 2020. I really do want to hear it, even though I always say feedback is for suckers. But today's show is not a wrap up. It's not me just praising my audience, (laughs) although I think like a lot of audiences like that. I want to talk about something that's on my mind as we leave 2019 and head to 2020. In my little human resources community, of which I still participate, I still stalk, I still lurk, I still look at what's going on, a lot of people are talking about influence and thought leadership. And some people think those words are played out. But there's a lot of people who are currently working in the world of human resources, talent acquisition, benefits, compensation, or their HR consultants, but they really want to be thought leaders and influencers. They have something smart to say about fixing work. I love these individuals. At one point in my career, I was the worker who was behind the desk or behind the webcam and thought, why not me? I've got something smart to say. I'm going to share it. As a corollary, I've launched my Brainstorm 2020 sessions where people can sign up with me for an hour and talk to me about their problems or their issues or a conundrum, and we try to tackle it. And in about, I would say a third, I'm bad at math, maybe more than that, of the sessions, people tell me that they want to be public speakers and thought leaders and influencers. It doesn't take a data scientist to see that something's in the water. There's a cultural movement happening where, for better or for worse, many of us have endured a lot of things in our life, professionally, personally, and we feel like we need to speak about it. We feel like we need to educate. We feel like we need to teach, and we have a message to share. Are you one of those people that wants to be a thought leader, like a true thought leader, not just like a wannabe Tony Robbins, but someone with something to say with a message? with hope, with a critical thought, with an idea, with a zig do a zag? Do you, do you want to be that person? Because I think you do. And I have 
some tips for you, some tactical boots on the ground ideas for you to launch this business. All right, first tip, you have to be comfortable saying, I am a thought leader. Like maybe not at a networking event or at a holiday party or to your parents, but to yourself and to the people you love who want to know what's up and what you want to do with your life, you have to be comfortable saying, I'm a thought leader. I want to share my ideas. I have a message. Because if you're not comfortable saying it and you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. Now, most people have moments of imposter syndrome and they get scared or they doubt themselves or they wonder, is this stupid? Is what I'm doing stupid? And that's why you need to have the very trendy board of directors (laughs) to tell you whether or not what you're doing is stupid. But even the board of directors shouldn't necessarily override how you feel. And you have to absolutely feel that you are an expert, that you are a thought leader, that you are a key opinion leader. Otherwise, your business is going to go nowhere. All right. Second piece of advice. In order to be a thought leader, you've got to publish. You've got to put your stuff out there. Otherwise, you don't influence anybody. And I'm here to tell you that none of it's going to be very good for a while. Like I look back at my early content, my early videos, my early blogs, my early podcasts, everything pretty much sucks. But you know, it's better than the person who didn't put anything else out there. So you cannot compete and you can't win if you're not out there. And the way you get out there is through blogging, LinkedIn articles, ideas on Twitter, updates on Facebook, videos, Snapchat, Instagram stories, like Whatever your chosen platform is, pick one, pick two, and get out there and start attacking it because you're never going to get any better unless you start. Third piece of advice, if you want to be an influencer or someone of importance in your community, you have got to stalk your competition. Now, (laughs) you can't stalk your competition until you develop a list of people you compete against. And you're probably like, well, I don't know. There's no competition. Women should support women. This dude's doing something different than me. Uh Uh-uh. Everybody has a competitor. You've got to audit them. You've got to understand what they're doing. And maybe you can't tackle it today. Maybe you can't beat them today, but you've got to stalk them and you got to know what's going on. If you don't think I'm not paying attention to the top 10 men and women that I want to beat in the marketplace on a daily basis, well, you're crazy and you don't know me. And I don't hate my competition. I appreciate them. I think what they bring to the table is interesting, even if it's different, even if I don't agree with it. I admire it because they're kicking butt and they're taking names. And it gives me a roadmap. It gives me some insight into what I would do right and what I would do differently in my business. So that hot list of 10, 15, 20 people that you want to beat, create that list. And the nice thing to do for that list is to make sure that you form a relationship with those individuals. Like if you can, be friends with your competitors. Give them business. Get to know them. Learn from them. Because it turns out a competitor is also a really great mentor. My fourth piece of advice for launching this business is that you've got to work it. I don't mean like advertising. I don't mean marketing. I mean, you've got to get in the mix and be where the conversations are happening. You've got to talk to the people who make a difference in the industry and you've got to be bold and you've got to be brave. So that means showing up at places where you might not be comfortable going, having conversations that you haven't had in the past and challenging people on ideas that are beloved because you know your message is right and you know your message is the future. 
All right. I don't mean to use myself as an example because that's never good. But during the Great Recession, I would elbow my way into rooms. Like I would work it, right? I would get the invite. I would go to the event, even if I had to pay out of pocket. I would fight to be in a room where the current thought leaders were. And then I would take them down. You know, back in the day, it was a real, especially around the Great Recession, it was a real company-centered approach to my world of work, right? HR needed to be business partners. We needed to acquiesce. We needed to learn data. We needed to be the right hand of the CEO. And I would say, this is garbage, that eventually there would come a day when we're going to need to care about the way workers experience work. We're going to have to stop making a differentiation between W-2 and contractor and consultant. We're going to have to think about our total workforce. We're going to need to be concerned about well-being. We're going to have to focus on things like racism, sexism, homophobia, misogyny, and we're going to have to be more transparent. I got laughed out of so many rooms. They would say, oh, look, it's Rudiman. What's she doing here? She's all smoke and no substance. She thinks she's cuter than she really is, blah, blah, blah. You know, like none of that mattered to me because I was working it. I was working my vision of work. And here we are today. And I'm not saying I was right about all of those things because I wasn't right about like employer branding. Now we're getting in the weeds. Who cares? But what I was right about were the ideas that I had. And I think you're right about your ideas too, but you're going to have to fight for them. You're going to have to work it. You're going to have to be willing to risk it and be laughed out of a room. And that feels terrible, but it pays off. All right, my final tip, my fifth tip on how you launch your business, on how you really make this happen in 2020 is a doozy. You've got to be willing to be ostracized from the people you absolutely love and adore right now. Okay, here's the deal. We live in a world of cancel culture. And a lot of times this is totally legit. There are people out there who are racist, sexist, homophobic, misogynistic, stupid, abled, (laughs) whatever. These are people who think because they have a platform, they can use it. But you are not one of those individuals. You have principled, smart things to say, but it's going to irk a lot of people, especially if you're doing it right, right? Especially if you want to be a thought leader or an influencer or public speaker, you're going to say things that people are going to be like, what is this? I have never heard this before. And they may not like you. They may not appreciate it. And you have to be willing to endure that. You have to be willing to not be invited to the big party. You have to have resilience in the face of FOMO. You actually have to embrace The joy of missing out because what's happening today is unimportant. What you're interested in are future trends and what's happening tomorrow in your industry. So you have to be willing to be ostracized and you have to embrace the joy of missing out. All right, everybody, let's come back. Let's reconvene. Let's talk about my five tips for launching your speaker, influencer, and thought leader business in 2020. First and foremost, you have got to pronounce that you are a badass. Like you got to say it. I'm a thought leader. I'm a speaker. I'm an influencer. Say it to yourself and then start saying it to your community because if you don't say it, no one else will. The second thing is you've got to be a creator. You've got to create content in whatever format you choose and you can't be afraid of failure because chances are you're going to fail. But you might as well fail at something you love or something that interests you instead of failing at that stupid job you have that doesn't bring you any satisfaction then you've got to stalk your competition. And I mean, stalk them hard, get to know them, understand what they're going to do before they even do it. That's going to pay dividends in ways you don't even yet understand. Then you have to work it. I mean, you got to work it. You've got to be in the room. 
You've got to have the conversations. You've got to show up even if no one really wants you there, or even if you have imposter syndrome and you feel like you don't belong. Got to work it and that will definitely pay dividends. And then finally, you have to have no fear of being ostracized. There are cool kids in every industry. There are people whose attention and affection and interests that you really want. But if you're saying something interesting, if you're doing cool things, if you're growing your business in a way that's true to you, you may offend the current king or queen of the industry. And you have to be okay with that. Embrace missing out. Boy, this is a roller coaster ride of an episode, isn't it? But I want to say one more thing. If you're going to launch a business of any kind, you need a business plan and you need money socked away. Like at least two years of your income needs to be put away. Like I've learned this the hard way. My marriage would be much better had I done that at the beginning and I didn't. So learn from me. You can certainly go to SCORE. You can go to your local chamber of commerce. I'm sure any association that you belong to has mentors, has people that you can reach out to. If you don't have anybody to reach out to and you want some advice on creating a business plan, you can connect with me and I'll happily introduce you to some of my friends. But do not launch a speaker, thought leader, or influencer business unless you understand your path to monetization. And your path to monetization can come from content. It can come from showing up and doing consulting. It can come from speaking. It can come from maybe influencer stuff, but probably not. But you need a plan in order to launch that business in 2020. A lot of people feel like their business will succeed when they land on lists. And so I want to leave you with one final thought. There are influencer lists in every industry, right? People who are killing it, they're ranked 1 to 100, 1 to 25, and the list may change from time to time. But those lists are garbage and they are created to sell stuff or they're created to monetize the person who's created the list. (laughs) So they're not really worth anything. I mean, maybe they're worth some level of SEO. And I don't hate on them, actually, because I think it's all fun. You know, it's like harmless, whatever. But hear me out. A true influencer, a true thought leader, someone who is speaking and killing it in their industry does not give a shit if they are on that list. They really don't care. They don't hate on it publicly. They don't even comment on it publicly because they're an influencer. They don't fucking have to, right? So... For all of you out there who have been on lists like me or have missed the cut on other lists, if you're really someone of substance, if you're really someone who's doing good work and committed to their message, you pay it no mind. Don't care about that kind of stuff in 2020. Focus on your business. Focus on pronouncing what you do, creating good content, understanding what your competition does, work in it, and not any concern about being ostracized and you're going to kill it in 2020 and beyond. Do you want to brainstorm on how to have a great 2020? I have a few slots still open. If you're interested at all, head on over to lauriebrudeman.com forward slash brainstorm 2020. I hope everybody out there has a wonderful new year, a strong first quarter. And I want to say thanks again for listening. And thanks to Danny Osmond and his entire team for being so supportive and helping us as a community collectively fix work and maybe fix ourselves. Bye, y'all. If you're ready to make a real change in your workplace, start today by number one, subscribing to Let's Fix Work on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes or Stitcher or Android or wherever you listen. Number two, write a five-star rating and review 
And number three, share it with a friend, colleague, or coworker who you think would enjoy our episodes. 